Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. You know, we left off last week in the middle of talking about establishing appropriate consequences. Let's do a little review. A consequence is an effect or result of another act. You need to establish some consequence for your spouse's transgressions so that they will experience some discomfort for their irresponsibility. According to Drs. Cloud and Townsend, a consequence has to have several very important characteristics. Designed to help with reality and protect you, not designed to control or change your spouse. Boundaries and consequences are not about fixing someone or making them choose better. They are about allowing appropriate cause and effect so that your spouse will experience the pain of irresponsibility and then change. Deliberate and not impulsive or set in anger. Think through prayerfully with friends what an appropriate consequence might be. It's not about getting even. It's about getting out of enabling your spouse and about protecting yourself from evil. As reality-based as possible. You want reality to be your spouse's instructor. For example, a husband who becomes enraged should have people leave his presence for a while. No one wants to be around people having tantrums. This is preferable to an unrelated consequence such as having him watch the kids an extra evening. Appropriately severe. Evaluate how chronic, destructive, and severe the boundary violation is. For example, A spouse who won't clean up the dishes might need to cook some meals for themselves to get the idea. But a spouse who is having an affair may need to leave the home. Either way, the consequence needs to be serious enough to matter, but not so severe that it, rather than the behavior, becomes the issue. Enforceable. Make sure this is something you can and will do. You need to make sure you have the power and resources to set the limit. If you can't tell the pastor you are having trouble in your marriage, don't threaten to do that. Preservative of your spouse's freedom. Don't set a consequence by saying, you have to, you must, or I will make you. Consequences are not about something you do to control your spouse. They are reactions to their choices. Let them make their choices, but prepare your reactions. As immediate as possible. Just as kids need quick consequences, so do spouses. Your spouse can make the association between their action and the results if they are close together in time. Respectful of their role as spouse. Stay away from humiliating or punitive consequences such as making fun of them or making sarcastic remarks. Designed to be modified as your spouse changes. Consequences don't have to be forever. As your spouse owns and repents, you can change the consequences. However, be sure that change has truly occurred over some period of time. I'm sorry is not enough to let go of the consequence. The other side of this, however, is that you may have to escalate the severity of the consequence if your spouse behaves worse. Doctors Clouds and Townsend offer us a few examples of consequences along with the related problems. Of course, these are general in nature and should be adapted to your own situation. Warn your spouse. Appropriately warn your spouse. If you have requested change and have given time with no result, 
they need to be aware that you will now begin setting limits. This accomplishes two purposes. First, your spouse has a chance to repent before suffering. Second, you are not reacting impulsively or secretly, but in grace and long-suffering. You are demonstrating to your mate that you don't want to trap or punish them. You don't want them to suffer. You just want the problem solved so that you may re-enter love. Follow through. A boundary without a consequence is nagging. Be sure to follow through with the limit you have set. Otherwise, you train your spouse that they can do whatever they want and that nothing worse than words will befall them. As the saying goes, don't write a check with your mouth that your actions can't cash. You may encounter problems following through. Guilt, fear of loss of love, and fear of your spouse's escalating behavior may cause you to hesitate. If this happens, make sure that you surround yourself with loving, honest people who support you in this process. They can encourage you, protect you, assure you of the rightness of your stance, and be with you in the process. Observe and evaluate over time. Again, let time pass after you follow through with consequences. Through this experience, you will learn to understand your spouse better. Some mates will require only a few examples to see that irresponsibility or selfishness is painful. Others may need more time, and you may even have to change the consequences to fit the situation better. Still others, sadly, will have no interest in changing. God grieves with you when a spouse continually resists the boundaries of love. Matthew twenty-three thirty-seven says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. When someone wants to live a life unaffected by the feelings and hurts of others, that behavior goes against everything that is true about God. Yet God gives people great freedom to be selfish and hurtful, because this freedom may one day be the freedom through which they choose His ways. As C.S. Lewis says in Mere Christianity, If a thing is free to be good, it is also free to be bad. Why then did God give humans free will? Because free will, though it makes evil possible, is also the only thing that makes possible any love or goodness or joy worth having. If this is your situation, understand that your boundaries are more for you than for your spouse. They are to protect and structure you, and only secondarily to change and motivate them. Enforce the consequences for your own spiritual and emotional well-being. Deal with escalation and anger. Don't be surprised or shocked if your spouse escalates the behavior that troubles you. Kids do it all the time to test limits and see if parents are really serious. Your spouse may get messier, more controlling, or more of a spendthrift. But be prepared for this. Warn again, make the consequences stricter, or simply make sure you are sticking to them consistently. Some spouses wake up and smell the coffee after a few escalations, and some test you longer. Handle their anger and hatred with firmness. Many spouses back off an appropriate boundary they have set because they can't tolerate being hated. The experience makes them feel unloved and bad. This is Actually, this is very normal, as everyone wants their spouse to love them. Be prepared to be resented. Make sure you have others filling you up with love and support to replace the love you are losing 
hopefully only temporarily. Don't take abuse or think it's your job to fix temper tantrums, but allow the hatred to exist. Your spouse is angry with you for saying no to them. They have the right to hate your no. Just understand where it comes from. Don't react to it and stay connected to God and to others. Remember how much flack God gets for doing the right thing. It hurts him, but he loves us and keeps the boundary anyway. Normalize doubt. Don't be surprised if you begin questioning yourself. You may do this especially if your mate protests, blames you, becomes angry with you, or intensifies their resistance. You may doubt whether your boundary setting is the right thing to do. After all, it's a new way of looking at things for you, and you may not be doing it correctly. Also, it is your very love for them that will sometimes have you wondering things such as, Am I being fair? Do they need another chance before I enforce a consequence? Did I explain the situation clearly enough? Am I overreacting? Is there a better way than boundaries and consequences? Am I secretly trying to punish them instead of doing the right thing? These are all legitimate questions that you'll need to answer for yourself. Think through them. Setting limits with your soulmate is a serious endeavor. At the same time, realize that any new way of operating in life is accompanied by doubt. Expect it. Settle the questions and continue the process. Leave permanently. It is sad but necessary to bring up the ultimate consequence in marriage, divorce. Divorce does not fix a marriage. It ends it. It is much less than God's ideal, but he does allow it in certain circumstances such as adultery or desertion by an unbelieving spouse. But even then, God does not mandate it. There are many steps to take before you consider divorce. Divorce can only be the last step in a long process that includes prayer, invitation, change, patience, consequences, and love. It is best to see boundaries in marriage as just that. They are in marriage. Boundaries are meant to be carried out within the framework of the marital structure. Divorce takes the problem outside of the marital framework. Develop your boundaries and consequences so that ultimately you aren't the one leaving. Rather, construct them so that your righteousness and God's painful realities will force your spouse over time either to relent and change or to decide against you and God. We've talked the last few weeks about some difficult realities about setting boundaries with a spouse who does not support boundaries. Yet remember that God supports you as you follow his ways. He will not leave you during the conflicts and dark times. Cling to him and your friends as you establish good limits for you and your marriage. As David said in Psalm 42.8, By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me. Remember his love as you begin the boundary-setting process in your marriage. Before you begin that process, Keep listening to the next several broadcasts so that you can avoid the mistakes some have made in setting boundaries. Misuse of boundaries often results in increased alienation instead of increased love. Remember, boundaries were not designed to end relationships, but to preserve and deepen them. So make sure you join us next week as we begin looking at the general topic of avoiding the misuses of boundaries in marriage. Thanks for being with us today. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. 
Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.